1: Visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies.
0: So if you followed any news in the last week, no doubt you followed the news of the balloon. Uh, colloquially known as the Chinese spy balloon, we're finding out it's the last and apparently a series of balloons, but this one has gotten our attention. And uh, it came over Montana where people talked about shooting it down. The government didn't want to shoot it down in case any errant shot hit a civilian. And it waited a few days and shot it down over water. Congressman Jim Himes knows a lot more about this than I do. He is the ranking member of the House Intelligence (laughs) Committee. And he's been in Washington, D.C. a long time. So, (laughs) Congressman Jim Himes, thank you so much for coming on today. Hello. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Lisa.
0: So... Okay, Congressman, um, now we're reading this morning this may be the fifth spy balloon from China in the last few years, including a few under the Trump administration that nobody seems to have noticed or bothered with. Um, How worried, how concerned should we be about these spy balloons? What's going on here?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the answer to your question is we shouldn't be too worried. Um, You know, the military, you know, decided very early on that this was not a weapons platform, that it didn't present any sort of threat to Americans or anybody else. It was pretty quickly identified as a surveillance um, asset. And, you know, no surprise. None of us should be surprised that the Chinese are watching and spending billions of dollars to try to get our secrets, industrial, commercial, federal, you name it. Um, what is surprising about this is the ineptitude of the operation. You know, I mean, I'll tell you, we go to great lengths, as does everybody else, to protect our intelligence collection, collection assets. And we are now the proud owners of a lot of Chinese technology, which is going to tell us a lot. Now, you know, there's a lot of fire and brimstone out there uh, from, you know, people who are jumping to conclusions really quickly about whether Joe Biden did the right thing or whether he was too slow, um, you know, and – and. Uh, well, the facts will out, right? Um, one thing that people are a little bit underappreciating here um, is that you want to get this thing, first of all, uh, our intelligence community, and our military, they're concerned about safety of people on the ground. They also really want an opportunity to see the capabilities of an asset like this. How does it fly? How does it maneuver? What is it transmitting? What is it collecting? Uh, and so, you know, we'll get to the bottom of whether the president's decision was the right one in terms of timing. But You know, all's well that ends well in the sense that we now have very smart people picking apart some pretty interesting technology and learning a lot of valuable things about the Chinese.
0: I thought that – did you happen to see the Saturday Night Live parody, um, uh, Congressman Himes? Because it was pretty hysterical. They had an Asian person floating in the ocean – portraying a balloon, okay? And this is why I thought was so funny as a satire. He's like, what are you worried about me for? Why don't you just turn off your Alexa? Why don't you just turn off your TikTok, right? You know, you're so worried about surveillance all of a sudden from a Chinese balloon, get real. I think there's something to what he says. We are being surveilled all the time now, and sometimes we're willing accomplices to it, and other times we may be victims of it. But Just, I mean, talk to us about that.
2: Well, yeah, that's right. And look, I don't want to in any way minimize the brazenness of what the Chinese balloon represents. You know, it's either brazenness, they were sort of testing to see how we would respond, or it was just foolishness. They lost control of the thing. Um, but your your broader point is exactly right. Um, you know, t- since I work a lot in the intelligence field, I'm constantly bumping into people who are, you know, concerned about the balloon or they're concerned that the NSA is eavesdropping on their phone calls, which, by the way, it's not. Um, but, you know, you make a really valid point, which is that, you know, every time you drive by a police car that has a license plate reader on it, mm-hmm. you know, we know where you are. And, and, and every time you log on to Facebook and there's an immense amount of information out there available Uh, about your most intimate behaviors now so what does that mean that means people need to be aware of that and it means that people who are in sensitive national security positions you know need to be careful about it you know your average accountant in shelton connecticut is probably not all that interesting to the chinese intelligence services but our military officers our fbi agents i sure as heck don't want tiktok on their phones you know
0: and so you don't have it on yours
2: I do not have TikTok on my phone.
0: <laughs> and what about your immediate family? Do they have it on theirs?
2: Well, let me just tell you, answer that question by saying my two, my two young daughters do, uh, and, you know, so I'm aware of that. And needless to say, I don't talk about my job when they're when they're running around with their, with their phones. And, um, you know, again, it's, you know, I'm I'm in a slightly different position than most people. Um, so I take extra care. Um, but you know, no, we need to be very conscious of the fact that, uh, that we live in a world without much privacy. And we could change that. We could change that. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, right, right now, we don't live in that world.
0: So I have some questions from listeners for you, Congressman Himes, about this balloon. One person asking, how and where did the Chinese plan to land the balloon if it had not gone astray? Do we know?
2: Um, we don 't know um, we can we can speculate um, you know it 's quite likely that this would have not uh, well, let me say this um, we don 't know um, we have observed Chinese surveillance balloons circumnavigate the globe, meaning they went all the way around the globe, so it 's quite possible that this had the capability. To fly back to China. But of course, you know, the Chinese Navy is all over the world. So another another alternative is that they were going to recover it, um, you know, using a naval asset in the the middle of the Atlantic or in some in some ocean.
1: How up?
0: Why do they have one right now over Latin America?
2: Well, again, you know. Oops,
0: I think I just I lost you. Out. Congressman Himes, come back. Yeah. We just lost you for uh, a second no. and a half. Okay.
2: Uh, okay, I, I hopefully I'm coming through. Sorry, I'm yeah. on a train on a cell phone, but um oh, okay. so um you know, the answer to the question is that um, you know, most of what they might be interested in they can probably collect from satellites, right? But any engineer will tell you that some radio waves are very faint and you want to be a little closer if you really want to, you know, pick up those radio waves. One of the problems with satellites, of course, is that they move very fast and so they have f- fairly limited time over any particular observation target. So I, I understand why they might want one. And frankly, we understand this technology, too, and in certain instances we we uh, we use it. So. What, what's different here and what's surprising is the fact that it was so brazen as to fly something. You can see the pair of glasses yeah. uh, over the continental United States. That's the part that's a little puzzling here.
0: Yeah, and but the thing is, this morning it was reported that there were three of them during the Trump administration as well. So maybe they got increasingly brazen because we weren't paying much attention.
2: Could be. Could be. Again, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get to the bottom of it when I get to Washington, but a lot of this stuff has to be discussed behind closed doors.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. So you're going to be behind closed doors. What kind of briefings do you receive from whom as uh, the House Intelligence Committee? Who's talking to you?
2: Well, um, you know, in this case, it'll be a... Well, the, uh, try again. organization the end, you know, we'll we'll get briefed by the military, mm-hmm. um, who's responsible it is to m- to monitor these sorts of these sorts of threats. We'll also be um, briefed by experts in the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO, is the office which flies our own satellites. So I imagine we'll have a a variety of people. Um, And, look, what we're interested in here is all the questions that you're asking. You know, what was the decision-making process about when to shoot it down? What do we know about its collection capability? Uh, We're going to learn a lot more about the collection capability now that we can take the darn thing apart. Um, And, you know, what do we know about about Chinese intentions? Um, so anyway, I expect this week to learn a lot more about all of that stuff.
0: I mean, it's interesting because if they already have satellites and it seems like you could just go on Google Earth and see everything down to a pinpoint, what more could they want to know from a balloon that they couldn't already gather from things that are available to everybody? It's strange.
2: Yeah, well, you know, um, and again, this is an area where it doesn't pay to get too specific, but, you know, there's all kinds of things that are interesting. Um, radio waves, uh, low-energy radio waves, um, dwell time, you know, an ability to stare at a target for a long period of time. So I'm just speculating here. I'm not saying I know the that that's what this balloon was doing, but there are reasons why you might want, you know, we wouldn't do it. But, you know, if we if we had the opportunity, we might we might uh, fly a balloon over Beijing. <laughs> so, okay. You know, We wouldn't
0: want to provoke it. And that leads me to my next question, Congressman Himes, and I appreciate you being on, but I saw that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken had called off his meeting to go to China, which was for diplomatic purposes. So big picture from 40,000 feet, you know, how bad is it for Chinese-American relations that this thing happened and we're no longer going to be visiting with China?
2: Um, Look, I think that the, Secretary of State's decision was the right one, right? I mean, you know, this is a brazen thing. Um, it would be pretty embarrassing to have our Secretary of State in Beijing while the balloon was over the United States. Now, is it going to permanently damage? Of course not. China knows that we spy on them. We know that they spy on us. This is not a radical revelation, but it was pretty brazen, and I'm glad that the administration said, hey, wait a minute. We're gonna, you know, you're going you're to explain this to us, and we're going we're to deal with it before we're you know, making diplomatic niceties in Beijing.
0: Yes, because virtually nobody believes China that is saying it was just a weather satellite, like nobody. Nobody believes that. Right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, Congressman Himes, thanks for joining us today. Anything else I didn't ask you that you think you want to tell us, the 4th Congressional District? What else should I be asking you about?
2: Well, you know, we'll have a conversation in a different day. But, um, you know, we, we, we need to be really thoughtful about China, right? You know, we're whipping ourselves up into a frenzy for all the right reasons, right? China does some truly awful stuff, truly awful stuff. But what I see happening is people sort of thinking of China the way we thought of the old Soviet Union. And I keep reminding folks that, you know, an awful lot of our economic power, an awful lot of our imports, an awful lot of our, you know, financial markets rely on a partnership with China. So, I, I do take every opportunity to say, look, we're going we're to pound on the Chinese for doing those things which are obnoxious, which are violations of our airspace or of human rights. But let's remember that this is not the old Soviet Union. China, we have a lot of partnerships with them that, that if we you know, inadvertently or inadvisably destroy, uh, mm-hmm. an awful lot of uh, people around the world will pay the price economically. So I'm just urging caution and sobriety here because um, this is not the old Soviet Union. This is a much more complicated situation.
0: Yeah, much more complicated with, of course, the specter of Taiwan and an invasion of that that could happen any minute that will force the United States to deal with its own treaties or issues or allegiances in a way that we may not be prepared to deal with. And I hope that's something you're very much considering as one of our leaders in national intelligence, because the minute if that happens, when that happens, you're going to have an enormous debate within the United States of America about what to do.
2: That, that, that's exactly right. And, you know, the wars that we've been in in the last 20 years, Iraq, Afghanistan, et cetera, um, they don't provide any sort of model for what it would be like to go up against the Chinese. Military. Correct. Can, can we beat the Chinese military? Yes, we can. Would it look like Iraq or Afghanistan where we own the place? No, it would not. It would be a very different situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I hope we never have to go there. Well, all right. So enjoy your train. You're on your way. Are you on an acela right now? You're going fast?
2: Going right through Wilmington, Delaware right now. Okay.
0: All right. Have a great day. (laughs) Congressman Jim Himes. Thanks for calling into the show today. Much appreciated.
1: Hold up.